Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, the founder and managing partner of Orchid Black, Jim Barnish. You're just down the road in St. Pete. Jim, thank you for joining us. Pleasure to be here, Josh. Please tell us at, at a high level what uh, Orchid Black does. By the way, Orchid Black is found on the web at orchid.black, which I didn't know you could, you know, you could, dot .black was, uh, was a domain extension that you could use. Yeah, it's crazy. Anything's possible these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- tell us what you do. Yeah, sure. So imagine you're a tech founder or CEO, and you've built a strong company by many measures. Um, you've achieved success, right? Um, you've hitting, you're hitting a lot of your targets, but you might be missing some others. Uh, whether that's you know getting past five million or ten million or twenty million in revenue, um, by all means, you might be a little bit stuck. Um, you realize that there's an opportunity to grow your business um, and that you really want to maximize the value of that business prior to exit. Um, and ultimately, um, you wonder if there's anyone out there who can help you do that and also is willing to put their fees or their compensation in line with performance being able to increase the value of that business. Uh, and that's essentially what we've built at Orchid Black is uh, we focus on taking companies, helping them realize where all the unlocked value in their business is, uh, tech companies, B2B tech companies specifically, and um, ultimately put together a program or a roadmap around value creation that's between six months and three years that will help a company get to the next level and maximize wealth uh, and value creation for not only the company, but the founder that got started doing so in the first place. Yeah. So what would be some examples of, of who you've worked with and or maybe a particular outcome that you've helped create? Yeah, uh, quite quite a few of them. Um, <laughs> I would say that uh, ultimately the uh, the one that comes to mind the most is a, uh, a very common challenge, a common persona, if you will. A mm-hmm. uh, great example uh, of founders that are really struggling with growth as their number one uh, obstacle and kind of wonder what it will take to get their growth unstuck. Uh, we were called in to help a B2B software company, about $20 million in revenue, um, by a founder who had bootstrapped for 10 years and built an amazing business, um, but it was starting to flatline. Uh, he wanted to exit in the next year and spend his time investing in other startups, doing all sorts of stuff with his family that he had neglected for so long, um, and ultimately you know, kind of going on to the next phase in his life, if you will. Uh, because he had low new logo growth, the valuation was not what he expected when he went out to the market, um, nor anything where he would have wanted to exit for. And so um, he tried what he had always done, um, strategies to grow, um, strategies to drive uh, value in his business, if you will. Um, but ultimately, nothing. none of his old strategies were working, and the forecast was only getting worse. And ultimately, that means that the value of the business is ultimately getting uh, uh, lower as well. Um, and so he called us in, Orchid Black, for a couple of weeks. Uh, we ran our value creation process. Um, and uh, in four weeks or so, the founder had a roadmap on how to uh, increase the value of his business by about 50% over the next 12 months. 
he was so pleased with the work that we did on the road mapping process that we stayed on to help run the business. And we were so confident in both the founder and the business and the work that we were doing that we sacrificed a large percentage of our cash um, taking equity in, instead of in, in lieu of cash. Um, wow. The outcome was awesome. Uh, increased the value of the business by about 55% in seven months versus the intent, which was 50% in 12 months. Um, and everybody won big. Uh, ironically, the founder did not go on to just spend time with his family or invest in other startups. We're actually uh, creating another business with him as we speak. So it's uh, one of those scenarios that ultimately um, we had a great win. And now we're working on another win with the same founder. Um, so it, looking at your website, a couple of things I'm going to point out um, yep. is that you've worked with some really big companies, uh, Intel, Dell, uh, Amazon, Microsoft, Oracle, Groupon, Square, eBay, Nest, IBM, Hilton, Southwest. Uh, and another, so that's one thing I noticed uh, in mm-hmm. terms of like, uh, you guys are no slouches. <laughs> and then Thank the other you. thing, when I click on the team, uh, holy cow, do you guys have a lot of experience? We do. We do. <laughs> and so uh, where did, what's kind of the origin of Orchid Black? Like, how did you, where did this all come from? Yeah. So um, long story short, um, to your point, Orchid Black is really a, a SWAT team of about 35 hand-selected strategists, operators, and M&A specialists. Uh, we've all got our very unique expertise, whether that's around product or M&A or operations or strategy. But all of us have the same things in common. Um, We've all been consultants, we've all been operators, and we've all been founders um, or entrepreneurs. And so ultimately, we understand the lens from all three of those seats, which is very unique in working with the companies that we serve, which are founder-led companies, typically between a few million and 50 million. And where a lot of that enterprise process experience comes in is, um, you know, you mentioned big companies that we're working with is uh, it takes a lot to really understand how companies grow and thrive through different stages of growth and evolution. And every one of our operators has been through those stages, right? They've seen companies grow and thrive. They've seen other companies they've been at wilt, if you will. Um, And that's really important, those failures and successes as you think about um, how to you know, do things like increase revenue growth, increase profitability, increase retention, things that are ultimately the things driving the business forward, um, increasing the value of the business, if you will. And so our origin story around that is really that we've all worked with each other to some degree for the last few decades, um, whether that be a couple of us or all of us on a project. Uh, and that's really special because the cohesiveness that we've built as a team allows us to basically drop ship into companies that need us the most um, and be able to leverage our experience across the team to leverage Mm -hmm. our niche skills um, to help founder-led companies grow and drive value in the business. So Um, that's the the short version of it. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and those are obviously, I highlighted some of the big companies that you've worked with, but but what are some of the other, like who would be kind of like your, your ideal customer that you work with on a regular basis? Yeah, so it's um, our ICP or I, our ideal customer profile, if you will, are companies between three million and fifty million in annual revenue, uh, companies that are in the black, which is part of where the name comes from, or have route, line of sight towards being in the black or profitable, 
uh, companies that have not taken institutional private equity or venture capital money, mm-hmm. um, and companies that are founder-led who have taken their company to um, a really awesome state, really awesome point on their own, um, but who are looking for outside expertise to help take the company to the next level. That's essentially where our value proposition fits in the best. And what would you say that your typical client it isn't like they're not well optimized in a certain area? Like, what aspect of revenue generation or revenue creation are you focused on? So, we're really focused on a few things. I'll put them in value creation categories, if you will. Yeah. So, revenue generation is uh, easily the one that people struggle with the most. Um, their second area would be product market fit. We have a lot of services around validating and, and driving true product market fit, which believe it or not, many companies at 10 million in revenue have not actually achieved true product market fit. It's kind of crazy to think about. Um, and uh, and then capital or cost optimization is where I would put the third. So um, we do all of those, um, those bucketed items, if you will. Um, typically, there's all three that happen at some point in the evolution of our engagement. Um, but the, uh, the core... Uh, obstacles underneath that next layer. Number one, strategy and talent misalignment, right? Mm -hmm. Hiring the wrong people in the wrong places at the wrong time. Uh, Lack of product market fit, which I think I mentioned. Um, A lot of pricing and cost issues, right? Your customer acquisition cost is incredibly high. Customer lifetime value is incredibly low. Um, Things like, you know, failed go-to-market or failed expansion, uh, operational inefficiencies, all sorts of things that ultimately are the reason why when companies go to exit, they don't see anywhere near the transferable value or mm-hmm. multiples that they're looking for. Yeah, for sure. So what is the process like then when someone engages with you? Um, like how long are you typically working together? Like how do you, do you go on site? Are you, you know, maybe kind of take me through that a little bit. Yeah. Um, ultimately, where we where we start is um, we knew there was a challenge on how to create something super comprehensive yet simple that would analyze exactly how much unlocked value creation opportunity there was in the business and in the tangential markets that the business could serve. Um, but founders can't, especially in the companies that we serve, the, the you know fifty million and below. Uh, cannot spend a million dollars on an army of big three or big four consultants, right? Um, they also can't wait six months to get to the answer. <laughs> um, and so our answer became um, the uh, value creation assessment, which is really the, the first step in our process, uh, our VCA, as we call it. It's a system that looks at a company from every angle, strategy, talent, product, revenue, and operations, and ultimately really focuses on um all of our years of experience, all of our energy figuring out why companies uh, why companies fail, why companies succeed, um, dialing in on that so founders don't have to figure out where their unlocked opportunity is. Um, it's something that we plug and play as the first phase of every engagement. And we're able to tell exactly, uh, it's called, diagnose the what a company needs in order to grow and maximize the value of their business. And then we then leverage our playbook and our operators um, our blueprints, if you will, the how to operate alongside founders to make sure that the plan gets done. So it's really a couple phases in that process. First, that value creation assessment, and then our uh, execution, if you will. 
So you've been at the helm here for 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 some time, um, and and I would imagine that you've seen some trends. Um, what trends in particular would you say that folks ought to be paying attention to in the area of revenue generation? Say over the next couple of years, like where where do you see things kind of moving? Yeah, uh, a lot of things are a lot of things around talent, uh, around who to be looking for for revenue generation. But putting that on the side for a moment. Um, and focusing strictly on uh, on how to generate more revenue, because I think that's what everyone always wants to know. Uh, the number one thing, which has really always been a thing, but is becoming much more popular in the way people talk about it, is something that I would call nailing your niche or nailing your ICP. Um, and it's something, and ICP is ideal customer profile. Um, it's something we as business owners always look past. Um, we know that other companies have to nail who they serve. But when it comes to ourselves, we seem to ignore these basic concepts of intellectual honesty, of trying to be things to all people rather than mm. just focus on where we're great because we want to help yeah. and we want to turn profitability and we want to get to the next level. Um, but what we don't realize is, is this actually hurts us to not nail our niche, to not focus on our niche. And and sure, at the beginning, it might feel good because we're getting customers. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, it doesn't, you know, at the, at the end of the day, it doesn't translate into nope. more value. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been the guy who spent a million dollars on marketing, a million dollars on sales for $5 million companies um, that was driving a lot of activity and leads, but nothing converted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and in time and time again in these businesses, um, you know, we would look at um, what we were really, where we were positioning ourselves, right? Where we were targeting, where we were um, focusing our message versus we were focusing our spend. Um, and nailing that, ne- nailing that niche, right? Nailing that ICP often became a big part of what we were missing. Um, and that is just something that we see time and time again with founders. I think something that we'll see more and more of as, uh, you know, the, the, uh, uh, we'll call it the content abundance that we're that we're pounded with on a daily basis becomes more and more focused on little hacks and little things that you can do to drive more growth rather than true strategy and true strategic growth. Um, but ultimately, um, you know, focusing on something that's a pain, a need, uh, an aspirin, if you will, rather than a nice to have and a vitamin is is the first step in that process. Um, and something a pain that's recurring in nature and a need to have. And that's something that we oftentimes work on with companies, whether they're three million or fifty million in revenue, because they've oftentimes missed that simple part of the equation. All right. So the website orchid.black, when somebody goes there, uh and, and particularly in and around, you know, kind of who we've been talking about, who Orchid Black works with, um, what would be a great first few steps for them in terms of engagement, maybe kind of really understand you know, the team, the the experience, that sort of thing? Yeah, um, I think the first thing is um, I am fortunate enough to now be at the point where I'm able to take office hours every week to just see if I can help founders, mm. whether it's uh, something business oriented or something that I'm also very passionate about, which is, you know, founder burnout and personal oriented. <laughs> um, I, you know, I take a few hours every week just to see if there's any connections I can make, whether they're within my own company or others. And so, reach out to me um, on LinkedIn. I'm very, you know, very active there. Uh, you can find me at Jim Barnish Jr. or Grow Smart, Grow Fast. Uh, and I'll take the time to see if there's a potential fit within our growth program or at least point you in the right direction. 
So what what was that? Uh, the the two other websites you gave? Grow smart, grow fast. On LinkedIn, you can find me at Jim Barnish Jr., which is my name, or yeah. Grow Smart, Grow Fast, um, which is my you know tagline on LinkedIn, if you will. Uh- Oh, 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 I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, and one thing I want, I, want a point, I wanted to point out a couple of other things that you're personally involved in. Uh, for our friends in Florida, tell me about, I, I guess you serve on the board for Synapse. What's Synapse? I asked that because I'm in Orlando and, and I see there's an event in October. So naturally, I'm curious. Yeah, Synapse is, uh, is a really interesting, um, uh, call it event company and innovation company that's focused on bringing this disparate state of Florida, Mm. Jacksonville, right, Orlando, Tampa, Miami, together um, a few times a year, Um, you know, obviously a little challenging during COVID times, but starting to really get back to the basics, Um, and now virtually as well, to drive innovation and uh, growth around technology in the state of Florida. And I'm really passionate about it because I've been involved with it since the very beginning. Um, it was founded by some folks that are very good friends of mine that I um, will always be uh, supporters of. But ultimately, at the core of uh, at the core of it, it's how do we drive innovation and growth um, and people to the state of Florida to support technology companies? And uh, that's something that we're seeing a massive upswing in as it relates mm. to growth of technology companies and technology. Uh, talent, if you will. Um, and I'm just super excited about the opportunity in the state of Florida around it. So thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah, no, um, you know, and having volunteered with, uh, you know, SBDC and um, Firespring Funds and, um, oh gosh, I can't think of that. I mean, there would be no up my influence if it weren't for my volunteer work that I've done in our local startup community. So I just want to, listen, I just want to say thank you for being involved at that level. Um, but, um, you know, I can just tell you that, you know, when you serve in your local community, if it's your local startup community, you know, local events, you know, that that help stimulate, you know, up and coming uh, companies, help attract, you know, resources and funds and investment and that sort of thing, your local community. It's a win for everybody. And I'm sure that's been your experience. It's 100% been my experience. And you've always got to have a little bit of selfish intent as well. It's something I always tell people, like, don't just, don't just volunteer to volunteer, find the firms mm-hmm. that are the most strategic or the you know, things that you're the most passionate about, because it'll always come full circle. And asking for introductions and things like that as part of it um, is okay. It's okay to also, you know, be a little selfish as you're being very selfless, because I think the two are are thought of as uh, as antonyms, but they are they could not be uh, more interconnected uh, in my in my perspective. Right? When you be more wow. selfless, you can actually be more selfish at times, and when you're more selfish in some limited cases, you can also you know, be actually more selfless. So I think that's uh, that's something that if you look in the dictionary is not true, but as it relates to business, I think is absolutely true. Well, I mean, it, it comes down to layers of engagement, right? And so the, obviously there's, you know, there's, listen, there, there's this stuff I'm happy to do pro bono, happy to do that. And it might make sense for us to engage at a transactional level, maybe, you know, maybe. and, you know, by just, and, and like I said, this is my own experience because, you know, I was kind of just, you know, kind of dumb and happy with Savings Angel, my other company. And I said, you know, I, I really would like to give back. So I started, you know, serving on boards and doing pro bono, 
mentoring and giving workshops in and around getting media placements. Um, started with, you know, started with other veteran-owned um, businesses that led to minority and women-owned businesses and other early, early, early stage companies. But then what inevitably happened is, you know, when you're just out there, um, other board members are like, you know, you're pretty good at what you do. Can you advise us, you know, on that, you know, on that strategy? I'm like, yeah, sure. And it was only because of that. I mean, like I said, now here we are, you know, seven years later, and this is all I do today, yeah. uh, you know, is working and around, uh, you know, both kind of authority media and, uh, and then primarily for B2B sales kind of things. So, yeah. I so I just, it. I just, listen, I just, I saw that on your LinkedIn and I'm like, you know, that, and plus you do lots of other stuff as well, uh, you know, in terms of volunteerism and that sort of thing. And it, and there is, there's certain, Certainly where you plant your seeds, not necessarily where you reap your harvest. Um, but I find that just being out there doing good in the world, it, it always comes back. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Awesome. Your website, orchid.black. And then of course you can find Jim on LinkedIn. That'll link off to all the other work, Jim, that you do. I want to say thank you so much for joining us. And uh, again, orchid.black. Thank you, Jim Barnish. Thanks, Josh. Thanks everyone. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.